Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Baruch HaMabam. We have an amazing topic this evening. Parshas Va'era. The Shurim on Sefer Shemais are generously sponsored by our dear friends, Dr. Zakaim Umashpachta, Lila Nishmas, Rav Shloima Eliezer Ben Harav Yaakov Zakaim, and Rivka Bas Tuvia Halevi, Beganedan Tehim and Uchasam, they should be Melitza Yisharm for their whole family, for Simchas Nachas, Gezint, Parnasa Berevach, the Surais Toivois, Advi Askel Sadak. So you know that Parsha's Va'era is in what Sefer? Shemais. <laughs> If you didn't have your, get your safer on Shemais yet, it's available right here or on our site, rabbidg.com. Right now, the Avoidas Hayom are working on the Haggadah Shal Pesach, and the due date is very fast approaching. Baruch Hashem, uh, it should be with the lab Siyat If anybody w- w- would like to be Mishtatif, um, it's a very big Avoidah. There's a, an entire team that, uh, editors, layout design. It's a very, very big and costly operation. So if anybody wants to be Mishtatev, it would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so two weeks ago, I was in the country of Morocco. On the last day, I had this Chus Tadav and Shachris in the city of Sali by one of the Kvarim of one of the great giants of Morocco. His name was Rabbi Rafael Hamalach Rafael. Rabbi Fal Alan Kava. He's one of the most well-known Moroccan G'daylam. Say, hi, I never heard of him. That's how well-known the Moroccan G'daylam are. The most, the, the, one of the most well-known is not so well-known. Right here, we have a picture of him. You want to see what he looks like? He was a Makubal and a great Paisik. And he was born in 1847. He passed away in 1935. I have a Sefer that has the pictures from his Levaya. At the Shachris, I saw a four-volume set of his Svarim, printed by Machon Ahavat Chaim of Rabbi Yaakov Hillel. Shaila Suchuvais, Karnei Re'im, Soya Fais Re'im, Chadad Vitema on Shas, Pa'amoyin Verimoyin, Pa'amoyin Ezohav on Choshen Mishmar. He was a great Poisik and uh, Lamdin. And at his kever, I saw a chiddush noira va'atzam, an amazing chiddush that he says, halachic chiddush, that is derived from this week's parsha. Now, I wanted to get a hold, at, at the kever, they had a four-volume set. I remember I was very taken by the chiddush. I set it over at the kever, the chiddush, and yesterday, preparing the shir, I wanted to get a hold of the sefer. I wasn't sure how I'm going to get the sefer. I mean... It's, it was at the kever, I assumed. Rabbi Yaakov Hillel made sure that at the kever the, the sefer should be. I didn't think it's the kind of sefer that's going to be, you know, in Z. Berman's. You know, it's, I don't, I've been to Z. Berman's many times. Usually people come in when I'm there, you know. Um, do you have Mekrois Gedolah Shemois? Do you have Mesel Sisharim? Do you have the Art Scroll? And, you know, whenever they come in, I ask them the following question. Do you have Sefer Magad Rakia? You know, no. <laughs> Sometimes they ask them. Especially if there's a pile over there. Then it's easier. But, how many get the Sefer? So I went to Oitzra Chachma. I put in Karnei Re'im. And I spelled Re'im, Reish, Aleph, and the Mem. Like, there's a parish on the Marsha, the Karnei Re'im. You know, on the Marsha, 
there's like sometimes like a one-line commentary, Karni Re'im. In Yeshiva, I remember, Karni Re'im is like, the Marshal is very difficult to understand and to learn. Karni Re'im is like the tiefest cheshven on the Marsha. So I put in Reish Aleph Mem, nothing came up. I put in Ankava, Aleph, Nun, Kuf, Vav, Vav, Aleph. Nothing came up. So they don't have a safer. I went to Hebrew books. They don't have any of the songs. I called Zundel Berman. Gladstein, what do you want? You know, they, have, they know already. So I said, do you have the Swarm or Rafal Ankava? Um, they have Kani Re'im, but of a, a different person. I said, let me try Oitzra Chachma one more time. Sure enough, Kani Re'im was spelled Reish, Aleph, two streichels, regular mem. You never have a regular mem at the end of a word. But this Sefer was spelled Reish, Aleph. So I got a hold of the Tshuva. Here's the Shaila. The Shaila is like this. So, you guys are very young, but there's something called older people. Right? Older, older is when you become like 190 and up, right? That's older people. Until then, you're still young. Older people, they don't hear so well. There's a very interesting halacha. Let's go straight to halacha. Hey, look at number 15. The halacha is when you daven Shemana Esrei, you're not a daven in your heart. You can't just think the words. But you have to, you have to enunciate the words. Right? Enunciate means you have to move your lips. But, You need to, uh, many people are not careful about this. They say, the, they say words when they daven Shemana Esrei, but it's not loud enough that their own ear could hear it. You hear what I'm saying? Many, many people, they daven belachash, but it's not, it's too belachash, because their own ear doesn't hear what they're saying. So, the Shulchan Aruch says, your ear has to hear your words I know a certain Adam Gadol that's very makbid that his Shemayna Esrei should be at least audible that, that his own ear could hear it. But no one else's ear should be able to hear it. So the guy next to you shouldn't hear it, but you should be able to hear it. If you can't have Kavana, if it's so quiet, you're allowed to raise your voice, but that's when you're davening privately. But Sibur, you can't raise your voice because you're going to disturb someone else. Fine. The Mishaburah says that from the Zoyhar, it's mashma, that you should say it quiet enough that your ear cannot hear it. And there are mikubalim, there are makbid on the Zoyhar, that it should be quiet enough that their ear should not hear it. By the way, when you get an aliyah, it seems like it should be quiet enough that your ear can't hear it. People don't know that either. People are very makkishly loud. So first of all, it's wrong. Second of all, it's disturbing in the Balkoire. But by, by Aliyah, the Mishabur brings down, it should not be audible to your ear. But the, the Zayar seems to say by Shemana Esri, likewise, it should not be audible to the ear. How, however, the Magin Avram says that the Zayar doesn't mean that. And the Gros says the Zayar doesn't mean that. And therefore, Lechad Chila, Paskins, it needs to be loud enough that your ear could hear it. And I saw that even according to the Zayar, only if you're a full-fledged, certified, bonafide, card-carrying Mekubal. If you're just like a regular guy that like one time heard the word Zayar HaKadosh, you can't say, I follow the Zayar. Only like big-time Mekubalim could say it quiet enough their ear can hear it. The bottom line is, Halach Lamaisa, you need to say it loud enough that your own ear could hear it. What if you don't say it loud enough that your ear could hear it? Says the Mishabura, you're still Yotzei. But L'Chadchila, 
is a very important halacha. So in other words, if you came tonight and the only thing you got is, you know, my Shmanesa is really quiet, I can't hear myself, it's a very important adjustment to make that your silent Shmanesa should not be so silent that your own ear can't hear. Fine. No, when you get in the lead, don't you say it out loud so that everybody can answer Amen? No, no, the, the reading the Kriya Satoira along. Oh, oh, oh. You're supposed to read along because technically you're making oh. the bracha, you're the reader. Uh, so you have to read it. But at what decibel, that will be a topic for a different time. Okay? okay. Fine. Comes over, Falan Kava, so you have the old guy. The old guy can't hear what he used to hear. The old guy, when he was a kid, he could hear. He could turn something on and no, and he could hear and nobody else could hear. Now, the only way he could hear is if he davens aloud Shmon Esrei. Does he need to daven aloud Shmon Esrei because he really can't hear that well? And the only way for his ear to hear his own Shmon Esrei is to raise the volume. Says Rav Rafal Kava or Alan Kava in Shal Setshubas Karnei Re'im that I saw in the city of Sali in Morocco, that if you're old and you don't hear well, you need to daven Shmona Esrei out loud. And what's the proof? This week's parsha. Gavaldik. This is Oyam He says it's a beferish sifsei chachamim this week's parsha. He says, by every makka, Pari said, stop! So Moshe said, don't worry. Vayetar al-Hashem al-daven. By the Tzfardeya, Moshe didn't say, Vayetar. Moshe said, Vayitzak! I'm gonna cry out. Why is Tzvardeya the only Maka Moshe had to cry out? Says the Sifte Chachom and look at number three. Makshim Ha'ilam. Lama Shina Hakosav B'Tzvardim Vayitzak. Over Sharmakos. Vayetar Moshe. Says the Sifte Chachomim. Because the halacha is when you daven, your ear needs to be here. You need, your ear needs to hear. And what noise? Do Tzfardeya make? Azriel. What, what noise does Tzfardeya make? Anybody want to give it a try? <laughs> a little louder? Croaking. Croaking. The, the, the frogs make a loud noise. So Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't hear himself daven. So he had to scream out. Why? Because, since Allah is when you daven, your ear must hear your tefillah, and Moshe couldn't hear himself daven because the frog, frogs are making such loud noise. So Moshe Rabbeinu had to crank up the volume. Says Rafael Kava, we see from here, listen carefully, the decibel required for Shemana Esrei is not an objective decibel, it's subjective. So if you don't hear well, you got to crank up the volume. I mean, we're, he didn't go to a telephone booth. He no, but I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't a minion. Right? It wasn't a minion. So the halach is by because if you're down in the it's not if you're a minion allowed. Again, the guy. I mean, the question is: Do you need to have to hear yourself, or does it have to be loud enough that it could be heard if you were able to hear? I hear you're saying that maybe it's only a raya if you're by yourself. You have to. You're allowed to do this. You Therefore, dis- you don't want to disturb the person next to you. Yeah, but I got to be Yitzchishman Esrei, so maybe he should get earplugs. I don't know. Then he can't daven. Get um. Get I'm sure they have earplugs that only block out the sound of other people. I think uh, I have. I know certain kids that have earplugs like that. They only block out selective sound, right? <laughs> but the Sifsei Chachamim 
is saying that the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was soak by the Tzvardeya is because of the halacha that someone who davens has to be able to hear themselves davens. Therefore, Paskins, Shalat Shabbos, can remember Rafal Alan Kava, based on Sifte Chachamim, someone who is hard of hearing needs to daven a louder Shemayin Esther. Now this troubled me greatly. And I wasn't sure why. And maybe an hour ago I realized, what's the halacha if you're davening Shemayin Esther, and an ambulance passes by, fire truck. Ah! You can't hear yourself, Davin. You're not hearing yourself. So then what? You, got, you have to stop? Or you have to scream? That if there's background noise, you got to Davin at a different decibel? But that's what it would come out, according to Rabbi Rafal and Kava. That the decibel required for Shemana Esrei is not an objective sound, it's subjective. But last night, I found... Another support for a Rafal on Kava, the Sefer Makar Chaim. What's the Makar Chaim? Makar Chaim was written by the Chavos Ya'er. Now, this is a Sefer that's also very hard to get. Um, I also called Zondel Berman. They didn't have it. It's not on Oitzah Chachma. It's not on Hebrew books. So I figured I'll call S.K. Gross because he's a descendant of Rabbi Ya'er Bachrach. Maybe he has it. And said, actually, they just wrote an article that uh, that Rabbi Bachrach wrote the Sefer, but who, you know, it's not well known that he wrote the Sefer. So I was up, but I found they asked Rebel Yashiv if someone is hard of hearing, do they need to daven louder so that their ear could hear it? Yes. And Rebel Yashiv quoted the Makar Chaim, Rabbi Bachrach, that the decibel required for tefillah is subjective. And therefore, if somebody is old, they have to daven um, louder. And I asked Rabbi Yarabachach, and he said, V'kachave, when I was older, I started to daven a louder Shemona Esrei. And Rabbi Ben-Sion Cook said, he asked Rabbi Yashem, Rabbi Yashem said, yes, if you're older and you don't hear well, you must daven louder so that your ear could hear, because the decibel required is not objective, it is subjective. But this did not sit well with me. And I saw that some place can disagree. Chazoinish is masupik about this. Chazoinish is masupik whether the decibel required for Shman Esrei is an objective standard. In other words, you have to reach this volume. And if you reach it, whether you hear it or not, you're Yoytze. Or is it subjective? Do you have to actually hear it? Again, it would come out, a chidosh said, according to Rafal and Kava and Rabbi Yashiv, and the Makar Chaim, if you're davening Shabbos and an ambulance passes by, or the alarm rings, uh, you know, you're davening in yeshiva, and uh, the bell rings, you got to pause. Who ever heard of such a thing? Who ever heard of such a thing? Why, why do you have to hear your davening? Hashem has to hear it. Ah, so now the question is, why should you have to hear it? You're not davening to yourself. You're davening to God, and God could hear it. He could say, he could decipher. That's the earthquake. That's the bell. That's the the ambulance, and this is the guy's tefillah. No matter how many frogs are up. There. Doesn't matter how many frogs, <laughs> but it seems like you have to hear it. And by the way, um, the Shulchan Aruch Harav writes that when you're davening, it should not be loud enough that somebody four amos away could hear. That that sounds like that there's an objective decibel that you can't daven. In other words. The Shulchan Aruch doesn't say don't daven loud enough 
that a guy next to you could hear. If he's 10 miles away, he shouldn't be able to hear. If he's right in your face, he shouldn't be able to hear. No, there's an objective decibel that someone four amos away should not be able to hear. So does that mean the Shulchan Aruch Arav argues on Rabbi Falan Kaba and he holds that there's an objective decibel? It could be there's an objective decibel that's too loud. But if it's quiet, you still have to subjectively be able to hear it yourself. The Shari Tshuva brings the Shiloh. Let's say you have a guy who's hard of hearing and he's laying in the Megillah yeah, right now, we've officially kicked it off. There's, you know, we invoked Megillus Esther. The guy himself can hear it, but everyone else in the Kila can hear it. So he's not deaf. If he would be deaf, he can't be moisty anyone because he's not chayiv. But let's say he's hard of hearing. He can't hear himself lane, but everybody else could hear him lane. The Shari Tshuva writes that everybody is yoitze. So some place can want to prove from the Shari Tshuva that the Shari Tshuva holds not like Rabbi Falan Kava, that the decibel is objective. I would say it's not a raya at all, because everybody agrees, even those who hold that subjectively you should hear it, if you don't hear it, you're still Yotze. So it's not a raya, the fact that he says everyone is Yotze, <coughs> that it's an objective decibel. It could be it's subjective, but you're Yotze. Anyway, bottom line is, the Sefer Ma'ar Oiz says, Reb Chaim Knievsky was asked the Shaila, and Reb Chaim said, not like Reb Rafalan Kava, not like Reb Yashin, not like the Makar Chaim, the decibel is objective. It has to be loud enough that under normal circumstances, with normal hearing, you can hear it. Whether you hear it or not is not critical. That's what I, that's what I thought. Even though it seems like most Paiskim say not like that. Most Paiskim say like Reb Rufalan Kava, that it's subjective. Now, what's the Machloikis based on? Ready? For the Lambdas? Why do you need to be able to hear yourself talking? Is it a simon? Or is it a siba? Let's see if we could say this coherently. Is it that you are required to enunciate the words? And if you don't produce sound, it could be you're not enunciating the words. You're just removing your, your mouth like that, but if you don't actually produce the sound, you might not be enunciating correctly. If that's the case, you don't have to hear it. As long as you make the sound, you've enunciated the word irrespective of whether you heard it or not. Meaning if the purpose of producing the sound is to enunciate it accurately, it doesn't matter if you actually hear it. Or you could say, you know why you have to produce the sound? Because it's only considered debor. If you could hear it, if you can't hear it, maybe it's not debor. Maybe sound that you don't hear is not called talking. If I'm making noise and I myself can't hear it, maybe that's not called talking. Or do we say... It is called talking. It's just there's background noise or it's just that my ear is not picking up the decibel. That's the machloikis between Rabbi Rafal Ankava and Rabbi Yashiv and the Makar Chaim that say you're not Yoytse and the Shita of Chaim Pinevsky that you're Yoytse. So what's the million dollar question? Rabbi Rafal Ankava brought a proof from the frog. He said, I'll prove to you that you yourself must be able to hear 
the tefillah, because why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to scream out by the frogs? Why did he scream out? It must be because if there's background noise, you're not going to be yotze unless you say it loudly. So according to, listen carefully, according to Reb Chaim Knievsky, that you don't have to hear yourself daven. It just has to be loud enough that you could have heard yourself had you had good hearing or had there not been background noise. Then why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to scream out by the frogs? He could have just said it regularly and he could have been yotze according to Reb Chaim Knievsky. Meaning, according to Rav Chaim Knievsky, according to the Psak, meaning Rav on Kava is proving from Vayitzaku that you have to actually hear your own tefillah. But according to Rav Chaim, that you don't have to hear your tefillah. Why did Moshe scream? Good question, right? That's the Sifsei Chachamim. By the way, the Sifsei Chachamim Paskins, you have to hear yourself, Davani. So, I came across an amazing approach to this very question, from Makadmoin, the Beis Elikim. The Beis Elikim was written by Rav Moshe Matrani, the Mabit. Mabit was a contemporary of the Arizal. And the Mabit is buried right next to the Ari. He wrote a Sefer Beis Elikim on Tefillah, Shuva, and Yisoyde HaTayra. And the Beis Elikim is struggling to answer the following contradiction. There was a woman by the name of Chana. And Eli saw she was davening. And it says, Her lips were moving, nobody could hear her sound. So what do we learn from there? You're supposed to daven quietly. The Gemara says, someone who davens loud, he's miktani amana. It's like he doesn't have amuna. Like what God can't hear him. Do you hear me? What are you screaming? Hashem is shoymei alachash. V'chom aminim shehu shoymeya alachash. In fact, the Gemara says someone who davens loudly is a, a false prophet. But what, why, why do they use the proof from Hanach? So she was talking, she was davening to herself. I mean, so that's the proof that... that we learn out from there, right? The Gemara learned, interesting learns out from Hannah's practice that that's the correct way to daven, even though Eli, Eli thought she was drunk. She was drunk, right. So the question, why did Eli didn't know the halacha? Well, so we'll, we're, we're going we're gonna to answer that in a moment. In other words, uh, what Chana made up this new day, but before Chana, everyone was like, Slach lanu avinu! Kichatanu! Really? What would you do? The guy in the back asked. Really? What did you do? You know? And the other guy says, you know what he did, you know? <laughs> but what Chana invented, the halacha, that you have to daven quietly, we'll see in a minute. A woman should not be saying it loud. What? (laughs) (laughs) So on the one hand we find Chana daven quietly, and on the other hand we find throughout Tanakh many tzaakos. Mordechai vayitzak. Once we start, we start. So the question is, when do you daven loudly? When do you daven quietly? So the Mabit says, Regular tefillahs that are part of the Seder, Hayoim, Shachris, Mincha, Mariv, that are not Be'ezzara, it is not worthy to say it out loud. You could be Mechavin when you say it quietly. So therefore, Shemayna Esrei, regular tefillahs, you should not daven out loud. However, when you daven be'is hatsar or be'is tzara, 
the guy is, somebody is in pain, he has a need, he has a tzorach, he's davening for Yeshua. Quiet down, keep, keep calm. When you keep calm, it hurts, I'm in pain, I need something. Then you're supposed to daven out loud to show your magish the tsar, and you feel the only one who can help you is Rebani Shalom, says the Mabit, that's why Moshe was sucked by the Tzvardim, because Paroi said, get these frogs out of here, if you get them out of here, I'll send you out of Egypt. That was the first time Paroi agreed that he would send us out. Until then, Paroi just said, stop it, stop it, stop it. This time he said, stop it, I'll let you go free. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, this is an ace tzara. If we don't take advantage now, maybe he'll never let us go. So Moshe Rabbeinu was tzak. Why? Be'ez tzara, you're supposed to scream out. That's why when uh, Miriam had saras, Vayitzak Moshe, Kel na Rafanala. You hear, Pliny ben Pliny is a chayla mesukan. Oh, Wake up! Well, you, did you hear what somebody's suffering? You should feel a little pain. You know, when, when you... Um, the other day I touched something very hot and for whatever it was unplugged, but I thought it wasn't hot. It hurt! So it hurt! No. You don't go... You don't belachash, say ouch. If it hurts, you know, you say ouch with the uh, Bikoram. What? By what? By we don't know that it was a Shmona Esrei, but uh, it sounds like it was a Tefillah. What kind of Tefillah? It was a it was a Stam. Any by the way, any Tefillah should not be uh, every Tefillah should be Balachash. No, it's across the board. It's across the board. Now, um, likewise, the Mabit says all the Tzaakos throughout Tanakh we find in Yuma. By Ezra was Tzaak. Every Za'aka, every Tzaaka, Nusuch Svar says in Hoidu on Arab Shabbos about the four people in the desert, in the, in the, in, across the Yam. Vayitzaku al Hashem, Vayitzaku, Vayitzaku. Why? It's Be'ez Tzara. So the Mabit sets forth the following great principle. When you daven regular tefillahs to every day, the Shachras, the Mincha, the Mariv, it should not be the Koyoram. On the other hand, if it's a tefillah be'ezzara, that's when Vayitzaku. What's an example of tefillah be'ezzara? By Tzfardeya. So the Mabit is answering Rebbe Fala and Kava's Kasha. The Sifzei Chacham's Kasha. Rebbe Fala and Kava, the Sifzei Chachamim wanted to prove from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was Tzaak. Why was he Tzaak? It's because you need to be able to hear yourself Davin. The Mabit would say, no, maybe Rebbe Chaim Kenevsky is correct. Maybe even with background noise, you don't have to elevate the volume of your tefillah. So why was Moshe Tzak? Stam, it's tefillah be'ezzara. Now there's an amazing pelayoyet. I have inside scoop that our school just came out with English translation on bitachayin, I think from the altar of Nevardik. Next to come out is pelayoyet in English. Pelayoyet writes, how great is the power of Tzaka? By the Arba Tzrichim Lahoidois, it says, Vayitzaku el Hashem, Batsar Lohemi Metzukaisem Yatsilem. Tzaka implies that you raise your voice and you cry out from the depths of your heart. The only thing is, says the, the Palayoyits, this differentiation of the Mabit, he doesn't quote the Mabit by name, to say that regularly you daven quietly. 
and Be'esar Yudavan out loud, he says, Halev Mahases Badavar. The heart is not confident about this differentiation that every time a person is in Sar, they should scream out. In other words, from the Mabit, it would sound like if someone has a problem, you go into your, your office, you go into your bedroom, and you shred, Rebite Shalom, help me! I mean, we do that even in, in Shul, you know, by Anah Hashem Hashiyana, don't say, Anah Hashem Hashiyana, Anah Hashem Hashiyana. I mean, what is that? Pal, are you alive? You know? We scream it out. We're at sock. But the Palioid says, I'm not confident that every time a person has a problem, you're allowed to just scream out. The Zayar says that someone who screams out their tefillah in tefillah say nishmas. And Chazal say that Chana Davin quietly, and she was based Tzara. Therefore, says the Pelioid, some Adavar Oyoin Benoira, not every time a person is in Sar should they scream out. Listen to this. Says the Pelioid, the best thing is, the best thing is, says the Pelioid, something very interesting, that when a person is in Sar, Believe in your heart, Yitzhak Tsaaka Gedayla. In your heart, you should scream out. But the decibel should be low. You hear this? The Pelioid says, when a person has a tsara, scream out, believe But but if you're burning inside and you're pained inside and you can't contain it, then let it all out. And then you could scream it out. So it depends on the level of the pain. Se'akka, says the Pelioid, doesn't necessarily mean loud decibel. Your heart should scream out. But it doesn't mean the volume should be so loud that everyone could hear. So Abbasi is saying that an amazing parallel to this is the comment of the Chida, number 13. Chida is bothered that we know you're supposed to answer Amin Hishmei Rabbah B'chol Koychoy U'v'chol Kavanasai. We know with all your focus, we know what all your focus means, but what does it mean with all your strength? So, uh, simply it means say it as loud as you can. Were you ever in a show where a guy literally said Amin Hishmei as loud as he can? No, not loud. As I mean, anybody want to try? <laughs> Were you ever in a show where a guy screamed Yehoshua like he would be a color war general? Not like in camp a little bit, like Mamish. Yeah? By your minion over there? In the... Landau. Yeah, by Landau. So what happened? They carried him out. They tied him to a straitjacket. They gave they him gave medication. The what? They gave him the omelet. They gave him the omelet. <laughs> in most places, if they would do that, He'd be locked up. <laughs> he wouldn't be come back a second time. You know? So the question is, but that's what the Gemara says. You should say, B'chol Koychai. So there's such a genius idea of the Chida. Chida says, if you actually say, I mean, you with all your strength, it could be you'll be punished because people are going to be laughing at you. And it's Gaiva. But the Gemara says, all your strength. Says the Chida, Yari Shamayim, you ready for this? But I think it's slightly different than Peleoid. Peleoid says, in your heart it should be b'chol koichai. 
the Chida the says, rev yourself up as if you're going to answer as loud as you can. And then when it comes down to it, it should be just a regular voice. So maybe you could say the same thing with Tsa'aka. Somebody has a Tsara. Rev yourself up to say it as loud as you can, but it doesn't mean you have to actually say it on that decibel. Again, the Palioid says if you can't contain it, then uh, you let it out. But this would be an alternative to Rebbefal on Kava. He proves from the frogs, you got to hear yourself. No, there's a concept of Tfilas Tsa'aka. Now I want to end off with one more very interesting halachic Indian. I, I was very interested by this. So you're standing next to the old guy, and he's saying, He's clapping himself like, bang, you know. And the guy's annoying you. you know. Amen! Are you, you know, he's supposed to answer Amen. If you could hear the guy davening Shemot Esrei, you finished earlier, or the guy's lying behind. Do you answer Amen to the a guy still or Interesting Shaila. You would say, yeah, right? Says Rav Shlomo Kluger in the Chachma Shloima, Simen Kuf Chav Dalid. What does Amen stand for? Kelmelch Neaman. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. That's what the Gemara says in Shabbos Kuf Yutess. The Mialkut Shemoini says that. Amen stands for Ata Melech Rachaman. Ata Melech Neaman. Not God is a, a trustworthy king. You are a trustworthy king. What's an Afghamina? We know when a person davens a silent Shmona Esrei, Hashem is standing right there. When you're davening out loud, then it's like you're talking about Hashem. This is what he writes. Could you answer Amen to someone's silent Shmona Esrei? If you're, you can't say Kael Melech Neman if someone's dominating a silent Shmona Esrei, but the Rebbe is right there. You can't talk about Hashem if Hashem's right in front of you. So the Manda Amar that holds you could answer Amen because he holds that Amen could also stand for Ata Melech Neman. So it's appropriate to answer Amen even if someone is dominating the silent Shmona Esrei. On the other hand, those Paiskin that say you should not answer Amen, they hold Amen only means Kael Melech Neman. Bottom line is, regarding this Shaila, should you answer Amen to someone's silent Shman Esri? Comes Reb Shmuel Halevi Vazner, the Shevet Halevi, Chela Gimel Simen Tesvav, and he says you're not allowed to answer Amen. Why? You only answer Amen to a bracha that's allowed to be said. But you have no business hearing his bracha. He's not supposed to be saying it out loud. Someone who says it out loud is miktane amana, is from the Nevi'e Sheker. By the way, it sounds like the Shevet Alevi doesn't hold like Rebbe Falan Kava. Because he says, this guy has no business saying it out loud. What do you mean? According to Rebbe Falan Kava and Rebbe Yashiv, he can say it out loud. No, there's no, there's no saying it out loud. Says of Shlomo Zalman Arbach, you're not answering me. Why? First he says, because the person is saying the bracha shalai kedin. So you shouldn't answer me. And says of Shlomo Zalman, even if he should be saying out loud, meaning, let's say he can't hear well or he doesn't know, says of Shlomo Zalman, a beautiful svara. Chazal were never masakin amin to the silent Shmana Esrei. They're, 
Amin is a takanas chazal. They were masakin Amin to a bracha said out loud. They were not masakin Amin to a silent bracha. This guy happens to have be hard of hearing. Good. Chazal, the rabbis never made an Amin for such a bracha. They asked Rabbi Yashiv. Rabbi Yashiv said, do you make a bracha, or do, you make, do you say Amin when you hear someone say, Bari Adama? So why not on Roi Fechor Yisrael? By the way, this fits well in Rabbi Yashiv's personal shita, who Rabbi Yashiv said, if you can't hear well, you, should, you say it a little bit louder. They asked him, Chaim Kanievsky, should you answer Amin to someone silent Shmon Esrei? Yes. In the Mate Ephraim, okay, one second. They asked Rabbi Vadya, Yabi Oimer Chelek Chesim and Yod. Rabbi Vadya said, You have to answer Amin. If you're in the middle of Sukkot Zimra, you could be Mavsik. However, if you want to find a different seat, and this way you don't have to worry about this issue of the guy dominating Shmon Esrei, and you have to answer Amin, you could move your seat. There's a perush on the Mate Ephraim called Elif Hamagin. He says, this is a great dilemma. What should you do if a guy is dominating the sound? Shema say you could hear. She asked, by the way, Rav Shoma Zalman said he remembers his Rebbe, Rav Isra Zalman Meltzer, was clearing the Shaila because in Kletsk there was an old man who couldn't hear himself. He was dominating very loud and the boys wanted to chep at him. So in the middle of his Shema they said, Amen! Amen! You know? And Rav Isra Zalman then thought, well, are you allowed to answer me? Maybe you're not allowed to answer me to the silent Shmon Esrei. Shmon Zalman, Paskind, no. Shevra Levi, Paskind, no. Rebel Yashiv, Paskind, yes. The Yabiya Oimer, Rebbe Paskind, yes. Says Olaf Amogin, it's a great dilemma. Listen carefully. What's the dilemma? On the one hand, there's a Chumrah. If you don't answer Amin, you're being Mavatel answering Amin. If you do answer Amen, it might be something called Amen Levatala. Let's say, you know, you hear a Gentile say Bari Priyadama. You, you don't say Amen. It's Amen Levatala. You can't answer Amen. So how could you answer Amen to a Brach of the Sanchman Esrei? Listen carefully. Says the Elef Hamagin that on Yomim Noiraim, the Shulchan Aruch says that in order to enhance Kavana, you're allowed to dive in a little bit of a ladder Shmona Esrei. So since some Paiskim say you're allowed to dive in loudly, and it wouldn't therefore be an Amen Levatala, so now you have a dilemma. Should I answer, should I not say Amen? Well, I'm, I'm being Mavatal Amen. Should I answer Amen? But it might be Amen Levatala. So I'll answer Amen and rely on the Paiskim that say that during Yom Naram, you can make the bracha a little bit out loud. So let's just point out, you could apply the same thing even to the regular Shemana Esrei and say that if the guy is a little bit older and some poiskim, namely Rebbe Rafal Kava and Rebbe Yashiv and the Makar Chayim, they say that if you're a little bit hard of hearing, you could down a little bit louder, you could be soimech on those shitos definitely and answer amen to such a bracha. But the bottom line is that we're very grateful to the frogs because the frogs teach us one of two very important halachas. Either Rebbe Rafal and Kava says, we see that this is the only time Moshe would talk. So this highlights the halacha. You must hear your own Shman Esrei. In other words, you walk out of here, halacha lamaisa. When you damage Shman Esrei, you need to hear yourself say the words. If you're hard of hearing, Rebbe Rafal and Kava says, damage a little bit louder. 
However, the Mabit said there's a different reason Moshe Rabbeinu was taught by the Tzvardeah, because this is called Tfilah Be'ezzara. There's a Geder of Tfilah Be'ezzara. So if, Rabbi say, if there's a particular thing that a person needs, there's, there's the regular Shemana Esrei that a person should avail themselves of, but a person should also avail themselves of the Kayach of Tza'aka, which according to the Mabit means you go into a room and you scream out to Hashem. Breslov is very into unadulterated, real tza'aka. You go into the forest and you scream on top of your lungs. Great. <laughs> However, the Pelioites is not clear that you could just scream any time. So the Pelioites is like this. You should scream, your heart should scream. Let the decibel remain regular. And if you're still in such pain, then you could even let out a very loud sound. We brought from the Chidah an idea that if you prepare yourself as if you would be raising the decibel, then even if you don't actually raise the decibel, that's also Begeder Sa'aka. May all of our tefillos be neskabel. Barach Meratan. Have a wonderful night. Rebbe Chanani ben Akash Oimer. Ratzah Kodesh Rav Hazak Yitzhak Yisrael. Lepikah Chibla Amtar Mitzvah Shenemar. Adoy Noi Chafetz Man Tzikai Yagdil Tarabi Adir.